Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in Her Space. What immediately comes up for me is I think back to a picture that um, my mom has of me from like my kindergarten graduation. Mm. And and yes, that that mm, is the perfect embodiment of that picture because in that picture, I'm walking with my head down. And in kindergarten, I remember spending so much time in the nurse's office because I was constantly being pushed around. And because what I recall is that in kindergarten, we were on, the kindergartners were on the playground with older kids. And so like, I was like, I've been wearing glasses since I was four. So like, I had like the Coke bottle glasses at like five in kindergarten. And because they would constantly fall off my face, I had the little string. So I literally looked like, if you think of, um, oh, I can't think, Sophia from Golden Girls. If you think of what she looked like. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're, We're your, your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, Please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. So Dom, this journey through womanhood has been a roller coaster for me, to say the least. Can you relate? Uh, Yes, I can relate. Now, the thing about it is when it comes to the confidence part and defining me, that's what's been the toughest part. And I feel like over the past few years, one of my goals, one of my constant goals has been gain more confidence. There have been several occasions when I've Googled things like how to get more confidence or qualities of a strong black woman or what does it mean to be confident? And the list goes on and on because I really struggled with that. And what I've learned over the years is that confidence is subjective. Yes. I believe it's subjective, but also situational. The reason it's subjective is because you define what it means to be a confident you. I found that for me, a confident Terry means that I'm comfortable in my skin, regardless of who's in my presence, because that's something I struggle with is just being me, being in my truth and being comfortable with that, regardless of who's around. So that's something that defines my confidence. Also walking with my head up and thinking positive thoughts while doing so. I used to have the absolute worst negative critic in my mind that would just say some of the meanest things. A lot of it were things that I've heard in the past that no one was saying to me currently, but in my mind, it was like a broken record, just constantly going. So if I made a mistake, it was like, damn, you're dumb. And like that impacts you. That really impacts how you show up. It impacts your energy. And it's like, if it's me against the world and I'm beating myself up on the inside, then I have a very hard battle, you know? And so that was my struggle. Yeah, it's like you're letting everyone else, like you received a negative narrative 
and you allowed yourself to maintain that narrative. And then if you are beating yourself up on the inside, then that makes you more vulnerable to letting people on the outside beat you up as well. For sure. Honestly, I would even say when someone has, when someone has suffered from like, you know, verbal abuse or something like that, we, we kind of, we can't really control those voices that are in our head because it's like sort of, um, what's that word I'm thinking of down when something sort of echoes, there's a certain word, but I know I don't, I, I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going to leave it alone. It starts with an R. Reverb. Reverb. There we go. There we go. That's the word right there. It, that, that happens in your mind. So it's like you can't even control it. But what you can control is how you respond and what you're going to do to combat that, right? It's like, okay, yes, this has happened to me. These things were said. Yeah, it might be repeating in my head because that's what my mind is used to. But what am I going to do about what has now been planted in me, right? And, and, and what I want to say is that actually you can control that, that reverberation, right? It takes time. For sure. And it takes practice. But that reverberation can be stopped. But you have to be willing to put in the effort to stop it. Exactly. Which takes a lot of work. I've been there, done that, and it's been a long journey. And I would say that in that journey, voicing my opinion is what confidence looks like to me. Also treating myself with respect and demanding that others do the same and refraining from comparing myself to others. And these are just a few of the roles that contribute to my personal confidence, but everyone has their own. So for you, it might mean something totally different and that's totally okay. And I will say that sometimes I do break the confidence rules. So it's not like I'm on, you know, A plus student all the time. I find myself self-conscious or insecure at times, but because I have my own rules, I know what it looks like for me to get back to that space. And so I would ask you right now, like, what does a confident Dom look like to you? What does a confident Amber look like to you? What does a confident Angela look like to you? What does a confident Maria look like to you? Like, what does a confident you look like so that you can start building and getting to that place? Because oftentimes we hear people say, I want to be more confident. Okay, cool. What does that look like to you? Because you have the choice and you get to decide what that even means. Right, right. And so before we dive into what that really looks like, I want to read our quote of the day. It comes from a woman who I feel exudes a lot of confidence. And I know that she has shared that it has taken her time and it's developed over the years But our quote of the day is coming from Tracy Ellis Ross, and it says, I need to see my own beauty and to continue to be reminded that I am enough, that I am worthy of love without effort, that I am beautiful, that the texture of my hair and that the shape of my curves, the size of my lips, the color of my skin, and the feelings that I have are all worthy and okay. Two snaps. Yes. And there's a piece of that quote that I want to go back to. I am enough. When we are confident in ourselves, we know without question that I am enough. I love it. I love it. And I think this would be a great opportunity for us to talk about the difference between confidence and self-esteem. So and I'd love to get your feedback too, Don. When I think about confidence, it's really a... It's the self-assurance that you have in regards to your own abilities or qualities, but usually it's more so geared toward something in particular, right? So it's situational. So for instance, I might be confident, you know, getting on stage to speak to students because I've been doing that for years and I'm a motivational speaker. But when I get in front of 
my colleagues at my, at the tech company that I work at, and they're, you know, a different group of people. It's a whole, you know, different audience. I might not be as confident. And that's because I've had practice in one area, not so much in the other. Now, self-esteem, on the other hand, is the confidence that we have in our own abilities and the self-respect. So self-esteem is sort of like the big umbrella where it's like you can have high self-esteem and be have low confidence in a certain area and that's okay. But usually it's hard to be highly confident if your self-esteem is low. So I personally think it's important to let's build up the self-esteem. You can do it simultaneously as you build confidence, but build up the self-esteem because that is like the overarching sort of vibe that you feel about yourself as a being, and then confidence is more so situational. So what are the different areas that you want to develop confidence in, right? Yes. And I think you you outlined it perfectly that self-esteem is about self-love, mm-hmm. right? Is about how you feel about your inner self. And the confidence is about your abilities. And your abilities will vary situation to situation. So like you said, like there may be moments where if you're speaking in front of people where you are definitely confident, like, you know, you got this. And then when you get in front of your peers at work, you're like a lot, there's a lot of doubt that comes up. So the confidence may be low. And then overall though, you know that you love yourself. You generally feel great about who you are as a being. And so your self-esteem is fine. That makes perfect sense. And I don't want to put you on the spot, Don, but I do want to hear, I I would love for us to share like our personal journey with self-esteem and confidence. And so I'll put myself on the spot and I'll go first and pass the mic over to Dom. But for me, when I think about self-esteem and confidence, I remember there was a time when I was little and I felt like, I felt pretty confident. Like I felt Like, you know, I used to catch my mom used to put me on a plane to go visit family members across the country when I was like seven years old and a little younger than that. And that helped me build confidence. But then when I got a little older and some of the abuse that I experienced was a bit more prevalent, that really impacted. And I think in school, that's when I really realized, oh, I wasn't like one of the cool kids in like middle school or high school, really, not really in high school, maybe later, but I wasn't really one of the cool kids. And I remember having so much anxiety, like raising my hand in class, right? Or, you know, walking past, there was this group, (laughs) there was this table in, uh, was it middle school? Yeah, in middle school where we used to sit like all the guys used to sit at, like a lot of the cute guys. Uh And we would, we would always be so nervous to walk by. And I was so afraid to do that. And I remember in middle school and high school, that's when I felt like my confidence really took a, a dive and it wasn't very high. And so ever since then, I felt like I've been on this journey to really become more confident. But what I realized is that I didn't really understand the difference between the two. And I think if you don't really know what something means and you don't know how to define it, it's hard for you to develop that. And so when I learned that, okay, self-esteem is more so like, how do I, who am I as a person and what is my self-love looking like? What is my self-respect looking like? I had to work on that in sort of one area of my life. And that was just like, you need to just be with yourself, get out of the relationship in this friendship that means no no good and just work on you. And so I spent a lot of time doing that and developing my self-esteem, which, you know, when you have higher self-esteem, that that really determines how you show up in other areas when you can exercise the confidence. So I might have high self-esteem now and it's like, okay, if I try something new, like I was playing with, um, I went to a staff outing last week and we went to go play pool and I've never played pool before. So I was a beginner and I made some silly mistakes. I'll give you an example about one, but I felt really, um, 
I felt very humbled and I was a novice and I did not have confidence because I didn't know what I was doing. So I was depending on my colleagues. And one of my colleagues was like, oh, you know, this person is your partner. You have to follow them around. Like you have to follow them. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm walking behind the person thinking I had to like walk behind them around the pool table. And he's like, no, no, no. You follow her as in like when she goes, like after her turn, you can laugh. Down. It's cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. And I was like, yo, I feel really, really stupid right now. But I was like, on the inside, like my name for myself internally is baby girl because I'm like, we're not using any of the negative words we used to use. Baby girl, it's cool. You made a mistake. I laughed at myself and I was like, oh, this is going to be good content for the podcast. That's literally my thought. <laughs> and here we are. So it's like when you have high self-esteem, you're able to move with confidence in different areas. And I think, you know, and, and we'll get to like my own journey, but like as I'm hearing you, I'm like, this is what happens for so many people, mm-hmm. right? That this is developmentally appropriate for us to be in spaces where starting like in childhood or in middle school and like adolescence, like I tell people all the time that adolescence is probably one of the hardest times in our lives. Yes. There's so much happening for us that like our hormones are changing, our which is causing like all kinds of stuff to happen in our brains, like our thought process, our bodies are changing Mm -hmm. and everything is changing physically and internally at such a rapid pace. And then we're also expected to manage our environment, right? Manage and navigate the changes in our environment. And so it makes sense that during like adolescence is like when, when a lot of us may get into that space of experiencing low self-esteem or experiencing a lack of confidence. Like I think for me, what immediately comes up for me is I think back to a picture that um, my mom has of me from like my kindergarten graduation. Mm -hmm. And, and yes, that, that mm, is the perfect embodiment of that picture because in that picture I'm walking with my head down and In kindergarten, I remember spending so much time in the nurse's office because I was constantly being pushed around. And because what I recall is that in kindergarten, we were on the kindergartners were on the playground with older kids. And so like I was like, I've been wearing glasses since I was four. So like I had like the Coke bottle glasses at like five in kindergarten and because they would constantly fall off my face I had the little string so I literally looked like if you think of um oh I can't think Sophia from Golden Girls if you think of what she looked like like that's what my face looked like at five right so imagine like how many times I probably got picked on and and then I was also like I didn't get my height until later on in life. So I was also kind of short and super skinny. And so like, I just looked like an easy target. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember that picture of me walking with my head down and realize and thinking about it. Like when I look at that picture as an adult, like I remember that like that sat with me for such a long time Mm -hmm. of you're gonna you're you're easy it's easy for people to push you around like just not like asserting myself so then not necessarily really feeling good about who I am and 
I'm trying to think of when there was like a specific moment where like it hit me and nothing is necessarily coming up where I just had this like epiphany of, oh, my self-esteem is high, right? I think that it's a constant journey of reminding myself that, yes, I am worthy. And I also think that like as we move through life and hit different phases in life, that our self-esteem can can go up or down depending yes. on where you are in life. So right now I'm in a space where I feel great. Right. And then I look at like confidence and confidence is something that where yourself is for me, at least my self-esteem may have been in a space where it was low, but there was like a particular situation where I knew I was excelling. And so I was, I could walk into that space and have the lowest self-esteem but be so confident in that particular area. And so to everyone else, it would look as though, oh, she's got it together. She is on point because I knew I excelled in that space. But then when you remove me from that space, I shut down because self-esteem wasn't there or I'm in another situation where confidence wasn't working. That's powerful. And you just made me think of something down that I totally forgot about. So I want to dive into this and our perceptions of ourselves and other people. So one thing that I struggle with a lot, you know, being picked on when I was little, I was also like very skinny and small and I chipped my tooth. My sister actually chipped my tooth when we were playing outside, my front tooth. And so if you know the rapper Fabulous, I think he got his tooth fixed, but I had to walk around with this front tooth that was chipped and people used to call me can opener. Because, and you can laugh, it's okay, I'm healed, I'm good. <laughs> they used to call, kids are so mean, they used to call me can opener. And so I remember I used to laugh, and I still do it sometimes because it's just habit, but I would cover my mouth. And I was so used to like covering my mouth all the time because I didn't want anyone to see my tooth. And I remember they used to t- tell me in school like, oh, I didn't kiss a boy for a long time because they said, oh, you're going to cut his tongue off. And that just really messed with my head. Wow. And so, yeah, that we was something. We can be so mean to each other. What? We can be so mean to each other. But it made me think about the fact that, you know, sometimes we see people. And I was one of those people where I would see someone, don't know their story. But I would assume that every single person I interacted with outside of myself, obviously, knew more than me. They were smarter than me. They were better than me. They had more confidence than me. I didn't know this person from a can of paint, but I assumed that everyone I interacted with just knew more than me. They were smarter. They were better. They were more confident. And because of that, when I showed up to the table or to situations, I sort of leaned on that person's knowledge and I expected them to you know, lead the way and be the, the leader. And I would kind of fall back into this, this role of you know submission because I assumed, oh, this person, they know more. Let me let them take the lead. And the thing about it is that was so interesting for me. This is what I want to call, this was one of the biggest mind fucks that I experienced. So I didn't feel very cute as a kid. I I, I mean, I, there were baby pictures that were cute, but I, the awkward teenagers, I felt like it was very awkward for me. I had very bad acne. I was just very awkward. I mean, I just looked really awkward. I was really, really like frail and it was just weird i was awkward right we all go through that stage we all do and like i said developmentally it makes sense that we're doing that exactly and so because of that though when i began to i guess get my glow up and like i started to get cute cute for the world and people started to give me compliments maybe around college it was hard for me to accept it and i was like 
wait, how, how are people giving me compliments, but I don't feel that way on the inside. And so I would walk into different rooms and I would get these vibes from some women, which is unfortunate that we do this. And we're going to do an episode about women and our, and our stuff. But I go into certain settings, maybe, maybe I dressed up well and I looked nice because for me, that was something that made me more confident. I go into a room and people look at me like, oh, she thinks she all that, or they treat me differently or give me a certain vibe. And I'm thinking to myself, if only they knew, like I was in the mirror this morning saying affirmations so that I could show up and be myself and not be you know, insecure and, and push myself to be all that I can be. And so we really can't judge other people despite what they might look like, despite what they post on social media, despite that cute selfie, like you just never know how someone's feeling. And so that, would make, that made me think about what you just shared because it's so important for us to remember that. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing is, is that one, we never, like you said, we never know what someone else is going through internally. And so I think it's important for us to sometimes to step back and to give ourselves, put ourselves, give ourselves a little bit of perspective, put ourselves in someone else's shoes and think about like where they might really be coming from before we start rushing to judgment or making erroneous assumptions about those about that person and think about your own stuff right think about the simple golden rule of treat other people how you want to be treated do i if when i walk into a room do i want other people talking shit about me so then no maybe i shouldn't be talking shit about the other person and oftentimes Why are we engaging in that? Well, we're engaging in that because miserable people like other people to be just as miserable. So if I'm not in a good space for whatever reason, whether I'm not confident about this current situation that we're in or my self-esteem might be low or I might have other things happening in life that has me in a bad headspace, if I start taking that out on other people, then that's a sign that, okay, maybe I need to step back and assess what's happening in my world. That's very true. And I I just want to emphasize, even if it's someone, and this is, I'm speaking to myself as well, and I'm receiving that because I've been that person that's like, oh, let me get the attention off myself. So let's talk about someone else. Or if you perceive someone, maybe you see someone walk in the room and they're beautiful, they have a really nice body, or they have something that makes you uncomfortable because maybe you don't possess that or something like that. That's an opportunity for you. I know when I when I see that rising up in myself and I see this like that energy where it's like, uh uh-uh, you hating right now, you need to get it together. I will either give that person a compliment or acknowledge in myself, like, wow, I really admire that about them or they have this nice quality. Because it's important, I think, to channel that energy in a way that's not gonna be like negatively impacting us. And so yeah, that that's key. I agree. And I think one of the things that we can do to think about how do we improve our self-esteem because I want to tackle that part first right so outside of going to therapy um, which I'm always an advocate for uh, I would say that we start to try to identify our strengths right one of the things that I tell people all the time and I feel like I've mentioned this before in another episode is doing sticky notes of positive affirmations and so you know, whether the, and, and whatever version of sticky notes works for you. So like for some of us, it's writing a bunch of sticky notes and putting it on a mirror. 
or putting it on your refrigerator or put, putting it someplace where it's highly visible, where you, you high traffic area too. Like you pass by this spot often. So you have to see all of these positive affirmations, right? And the positive affirmations are about you specifically. So identifying things that you like about you. If doing the sticky notes doesn't exactly work, then having like a list on your phone as your screensaver. We pick up our phones so much. We are like tethered to our phones. And if you look at your phone that frequently, then you have no choice but to constantly be fed that narrative of I'm strong, I'm loving, I'm amazing. And so if you're constantly after you're looking at your phone and earlier you mentioned that you as a child, you were fed a negative narrative, right? So the goal to improve your self-esteem is to feed yourself a positive narrative, to pour into you all of these positive things so that you start to really internalize it and really start to feel it. And then your self-esteem will start to improve. And I just want to say this. I know again, this is something new for you. I know many of us have heard about affirmations. I was one of those people that was like, eh, it's silly. But it's like when you're desperate to like love yourself and you didn't try everything else, yo, you got to be open to some things that you ain't ever done before. Because that for me, I thought it was silly. But I put the quotes on my wall and I even have like old pictures of me in my apartment with the quotes on my wall and on my mirror because I was in desperate need of some a self-esteem boost. And so I put the quotes around. And one thing I want to say, if you think about this, like visually, right? Let's say that 100 times you've heard, you know, you ain't shit or you're ugly or you're not good enough, right? That That is, some people have heard that. I know I have. Let's say you've heard that 100 times in your brain and you're trying to reprogram your brain. Imagine how many times you need to affirm yourself in a positive way in order to sort of cancel out those 100 times. So it's an ever, it's like a never ending process, I think, which is important for us to know. It's a journey. It's not like you're going to say affirmations one day and say, oh, I feel amazing now. No, no, no. It's going to be a journey and it'll go by a lot faster than you think. But also when you're saying those things to yourself or if someone lives with you and they see them, don't be embarrassed and don't worry about what that person says. I remember at the time I had a boyfriend who would come over when I was in school and he would see them and he's like, why do you have these quotes all over? I didn't give a fuck because it was, I'm telling you, I was in desperate need of a self-esteem boost. And so I didn't care what anyone else thought. I didn't care what they said about it. I kept doing that shit. And that's how you know that there's a, that's a sign that your self-esteem is starting to improve, Mm -hmm. right? Because having high or having a good self-esteem means that you are not concerned with the thoughts and opinions of others. You were solely focused on self. Yes. And that was one of my big things is to be freed from the opinions of other people, because I was like, just going with the flow, whatever. So, oh, this is what the group thinks. Okay, I'm going to do that. And so I really needed to work on standing in my truth. And it's so when I think about where I am today, I'm just like, yo, this is so amazing. There is hope for you because I had some, like my self-esteem was so low. And today, no, I'm not perfect. I still have bad days, but it's way higher than it was. And the other thing I wanted to say, when you have affirmations, there are going to be some days where you say it in the mirror. When you say your affirmations in the mirror, you are not going to believe it do it anyway. There were plenty of days where I looked in that mirror and I was like, damn, I feel like crap today. But I was like, you're beautiful. You can do it. You got this. And as I continued to say it day after day, I began to believe it. But some days you're going to feel like you're lying to yourself in the mirror. Like, girl, why are you doing this? But still do it. 
And the last thing I want to say in regards to affirmations, if someone is saying something negative about you, when you create your affirmation, don't focus on the negative because your mind doesn't know the difference, right? Your mind just hears, if you if someone's saying to you, you know, you're not going to be successful, you can't do it. And you're like, well, that's not a good example. If someone's calling you a bad name, like, you know, I don't know, Dom, help me out. What? You're, you suck. You suck, right? If someone's saying you suck and your affirmation is I don't suck. And your brain is just taking the suck and you're just getting more of that. So you want to say things that are more empowering. And so focus on the positive when you do create your affirmations. I think those are awesome tips. And so I think just to kind of like reiterate, we want to make sure that you develop healthy affirmations, whether that's putting sticky notes around your house or making a strength, a list of your strengths that you use as a screensaver on your phone. Come up with the things that you love about you and put it in a space where you know you will look at it often so that you can repeat it often so that it becomes like muscle memory. Like you just know, like you walk in front of that mirror and you start reading those sticky notes or you pick up your phone and you know to start reading those positive affirmations. And as that starts to build, One of the things, some of those same strategies can be used in terms of improving your confidence, right? So someone once told me that in order to build up your confidence, like you need to get wins. And when I think about that, like, oh, I need to get a win. Well, what does that really look like? And for each of us, that win is going to vary from situation to situation. And so, and it may be something small, Like, I got to work with no traffic this morning. Or it may be something really big, like you applied for this job that you weren't sure if you were qualified for, and you got it, and everything in between. But we need wins. We need, like, some good things to happen for us, and then that starts to build our confidence in that area. And be okay starting small, too. I remember I had this humbling experience maybe a month or so ago when I was looking at my resume, and I went back to my old high school resume. And since then, I've done so much. My resume is is, is kind of lit right now, which is amazing, and it's, it's a blessing. But back then, I had no experience, no degrees, and I was putting, like, I volunteer at my church on the resume, like, all these things that may have seemed you know, minute to someone else, but you really have to dig deep and, and celebrate those wins. So even if it's something as, you know, I registered, you know, all my kids, you know, for school on time or something like that, or whatever it is, like celebrate those wins and don't let anyone steal that joy from you. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about another thing. Like if you're one of those people like me, I, I struggled with finding, you know, a strength. I was one of those people where it's like, I I need help with this. I don't see, I really had trouble seeing my value. And so any wins that I maybe did have or any strengths that I did have, I would just sort of minimize them on my own. Mm -hmm. And one thing that was very helpful for me is stepping outside of myself and seeing myself as an individual. I I was the kind of person where I, I could extend compassion to anyone. I could see someone and their flaws and say, honestly, like you're still so beautiful. Like I would see the beauty and I'm like, you're still so beautiful, even though this, you have this flaw or, you know, you made this mistake. I was just so accommodating for other people, but I lacked that with myself. And I found that when I started doing my vlogs where I would just, you know, set my camera up, talk to my camera, that was a means of like personal therapy. When I didn't have the money for a therapist, when I was in grad school and didn't know about other resources, 
I would set that camera up and just begin to talk about life and what I was going through. And I would rewatch the videos. And as I replayed them, I kind of laughed at myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was kind of funny what you said. And I kind of saw myself as an individual, a human being that's in this world, just doing the best she fucking can. And goddamn, when you look at your life and you just see yourself like, I am literally just another person that had some, you know, that got dealt these cards. I'm just out here doing the best I can. Can you give yourself a break? Like, really? Exactly. If you, if you were your friend, what would you say to that friend, right? If your friend came to you and said they were having a bad day or they viewed themselves this way, what would you do to empower that friend and use the same strategy on yourself? Exactly. And that's why one of the reasons I changed up the language, I'm telling you, if y'all could have heard what I used to say to myself on the inside, it really made me show up very small in the world. But now when I make mistakes, I literally laugh. I'm like, it's okay, baby girl. Like, let myself know, like, boo, it's good. You good. Keep on pushing. You'll do better next time. But I do not tolerate any negative self-talk from anyone outside or internally. So like, even if myself tries to say something like, oh, you're dumb, you messed up, you're stupid. I check that shit real quick. I'm like, oh, pause, hold up. We don't talk to Terry like that. And I even check some of my friends. They'll notice like, you know, I've had friends or loved ones that'll they'll make a mistake around me and they're like, God damn it, I'm so dumb. And I say, excuse me, hold up. Can you not talk to my friend like that? Like, we don't appreciate that. And it checks them so that now they're in the habit of, oh, wait, I can't talk. You can't talk to yourself any old kind of way. You better put some put some respect on Dom's name. For okay? real. For real. Okay. Respect my name. Respect Dom. And Tara, you better respect you too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and be able to, one, be passionate about it, like you just said, but then also... Be able to kind of laugh at yourself, right? Yes. Take a step back and kind of laugh. And I think that being compassionate with yourself is one of the biggest messages that I'm hearing you say about your own journey, right? Of yes. You just had to, if you really are trying to build up that self-esteem and then be confident in multiple settings. It's about being compassionate with yourself, mm -hmm. recognizing that every try is not going to be perfect, that every situation, you're not going to fully succeed. You're not going to always get it right. But if you can kind of step back and be compassionate, tell yourself, remind yourself that, hey, one, I'm still here. I'm in this moment. Two, time will pass. And three, that it doesn't have to be perfect. It does not have to be perfect. And when you talk about small wins or just getting wins in general, Dom, it makes me think about this, this, this interest that I have to take on new experiences now in life. And I love to take on new experiences because it humbles me mm -hmm. and it brings me back down to grade one. I'm starting fresh. And a lot of times, like even with the twerk class, even with playing pool, even with doing improv, I felt like a, I was a beginner. So I may have been an expert in like the speaking world and I might be an expert with, you know, writing blog posts and maybe now doing a podcast. I don't know. You'd be the judge of that. But like in these settings, I was a newbie. I was a novice. And so I, I had a chance to sit down, humble myself, listen to other people and also work through all of the feelings that I had there because some feelings came up. I was definitely a little anxious. My anxiety went up. Um, I was definitely a little more self-conscious and it gave me an opportunity to build those muscles and be compassionate with myself. 
to, you know, be be gentle with myself, be kind. And I think it's so important for us to do that over the course of this journey. And Queen Latifah said something in one of her, she had a talk show years ago and she said something on her show that was so comforting to me because I think she's so beautiful. And she said, she said, no one is 100%, 100% of the time. So we all, I mean, Beyonce, we say these big stars that we all know, like Beyonce, Oprah, Viola Davis, you know, J-Lo, Michelle Obama. These women, they have the same struggles that we have. You know, they may be confident in certain areas, but they also have insecurities and they're not at 100, 100% of the time. And so sometimes I think we may think that everyone else has it together. Everyone else has something that we don't have when it's like, no, 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 we're all on this journey together. We all have these different stages. And be compassionate with yourself. Yes, yes. And as we wrap this up, one of the things that I want to reiterate, I want to go back to our quote and just remind you, lady, that you are enough. And I know we have our usual mantra that we say at the end, but today I want us to say that a few times. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. You are enough. You are enough. Enough. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again... Repeat after me. I release what no longer serves me to manifest what I desire. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week, lady.